Hey. Hey. We're going. Are you gonna like start it off? Hi, it's your dad. Just calling to say hi. Check it up and see how you're doing. I hope all is well. Everything's pretty much the same here. I'm doing okay. I love you. Hi. My name is Daniel, and this is the Death of My Podcast. Episode Father's Day Edition. Today is Father's Day, and I'm sitting here with my wife, Amber. Hey. Hey. And we are just going to chat and maybe talk about my story and what happened with my dad. Yeah? That's what we are going to do. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Confidence is key. And queen. Key. And queen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So today's Father's Day, like you said. Like literally today. You like just worked a full day. Yeah. How, how's it been? You know, one thing that kind of drives me a little nuts is like, okay, so I go into work and everything's fine. I like don't even acknowledge. I can't even tell one person happy Father's Day. Like you can't get yourself to say I can't it? say the words. Yeah. But I can be like, what are you guys doing today? Like yeah. acknowledge, but I can't say the words, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I'll, you know, a lot of people come in and they know that my dad died. And it's just some have learned to not say anything, mm-hmm. but it just drives me nuts when they're like, how are you feeling today on Father's Day? It's like, yeah. I'm working. Like, what do you I'm, think? Yeah, I'm literally, but I'm like at work. Yeah. Why are you asking me this? Right. You know? It's like wrong time. So for anyone listening, this is not just me, but if someone you know is at work and they have lost someone, read the room. Yeah. Just like wrong mindset. Yeah. 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 So... At the end of each episode, we've kind of unraveled the story of your dad yeah. dying. But why don't you kind of just start from the beginning of what you remember and just like... From the day? Yeah. And just kind of explain it top to bottom. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now it's real. Yeah. Um. So, March 34th. First May. May thirty first, two thousand nineteen. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a Friday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This all happened that day. So it's a Friday. It's May thirty first of last year. And I'm at work at a coffee shop. And it was around ten o'clock. I got a I had a missed call from a, a like a local number. And I had my phone next to me, and I was at the register, and I saw that they left left a voicemail. And usually, when they leave a voicemail, and it's a local phone number, um, I don't know. I just, but I was able to check um, on the iPhone voicemails that it does like transcribe, and you can right. read it. And I remember reading something along the lines of, "Hi, my name is so and so. I work at Sharp Memorial Hospital." is your father, Carlos Aguilar. Uh, he's in the hospital. Please call us back. Some, and like, I'm so sorry. Something like that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, my heart just like, oh no. And. 
Like, what were you thinking had happened at that point? So, I mean, and, I mean, he's been kind of in and out of the hospital a, a bit those, those sure. last few years. Um, but it's never to the point where like someone else is reaching out in the hospital. It's yeah. usually him calling, being like, "Hey, just yeah, so you know." That's true. Um, so I like, I just remember my mind was just like stood still, and I immediately talked to my boss. I'm like, "I think something's wrong." Blah blah blah. And he's just like, you know, like they could just be asking for like, you know, his something, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Something simple. And I'm like, yeah. you're right. You're right. Like, well, I don't need to overreact. Sure. Anywho, I go outside and I'm in the back. I call them back. She basically answers the phone. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But you're the, like nurse. The does, nurse. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But your dad is basically brain dead and you need to come down and identify his body they like said that basically something like that i mean it's along all, the lines yeah, of yeah. like this is serious yeah and like you have to come down and identify it's him but it, it was just a little confusing because like how did you not know it's him but at the same time it's like how did you know to call me yeah you know but then over time we kind of unraveled all these things but what do you like say on the phone to that uh uh <laughs> uh oh what do you mean what do you mean uh okay yeah uh and she, I, that was what i was saying and i just remember her saying like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and mm-hmm. it's like what like yeah. i can't even fathom or process any of this right. like how can you like how can you already be saying these things you know mm-hmm. um but then i remember calling you yeah but you were in a work meeting yeah and then i called and so you didn't answer and then i called my mom and she mm-hmm. was asleep so she didn't answer And then I called my therapist Mm -hmm. and then he answered and then I told him what happened and he was just like, just let me know whatever you need, which was really nice. And then I like, am like, I think I was still in shock. I don't think I like, I cried quite yet. Yeah. Oh no, I for sure did. No, no, I did cry outside, but then I like kind of brought it together. I went inside and Mm -hmm. grabbed my boss and I was like, I have to go. And he's like, okay. And then he drew, he, he, he like offered to drive me to the hospital to go identify. And I'm just like, there's no way. Like, I just like cannot do that. But then he drove me to my mom's Mm -hmm. and then I woke her up and she immediately could tell something was wrong. Mm -hmm. And the second I told her what was happening is when I like lost it. Yeah. And I just like started bawling. Um, I remember like sitting at the end of her bed, just bawling. Mm -hmm. um and after some back and forth she ends up calling that nurse back just to get the details and it turns out that she need she was gonna go down and and do it for me identify him so then we have a family friend pastor mentor jamie who i've done this episode with or done one of these episodes with before yeah him and my he meets my mom down at the hospital they identify that it's my dad Mm -hmm. they're slowly putting the pieces together of what's going on which is he fell and hit his head um i just i don't know what that noise is i know um He fell and hit his head and that he was basically on life support. 
Yeah. And someone needed to go down and identify his body. So they went. They said it was him. He, Jamie and my mom are saying to like come down. Mm -hmm. I Oh, while before they went down, I got a hold of you. You (laughs) came to my mom's. Um, and then you and I were at my mom's and like didn't know what to do. And then they kept saying, come down, but I didn't want to, because I was like, I just kept thinking in my head, like, I don't want to remember him like this. This wasn't it. You and I go to lunch. Yeah. Which is fine. Like I just needed to do something. So we go to board and brew and I don't, did we eat at the beach or the park or something? I think we ate in the grass off in Delmar. By the beach. I thought we just ate at Port and Brew and then we went by the beach. But then we got like the phone call of like, what are you going to do? And then we were like started talking. Oh, okay. And then like Jamie and your mom and like a doctor were on the phone explaining everything. Oh, right. We like, had like a like a conference call kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like to talk about what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And they kept saying, come down. And I just was like, no. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do it. And then Jamie's just like, do it. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> no, you kind of struggled with it. Do you remember, like, what got you to, like, or no, I remember, so we got, we pulled over, we were on that conference call with, like, the doctor and everything, getting, like, the full idea of what's going on and, like, what needs to happen. Yeah. And then you still were on the fence of like what to do so then we were i was like let's just start driving down there and then you don't have to go on if you don't want that's to. that's right yeah because yeah. it was like getting later in the day and yeah. like traffic and stuff um so then yeah we start driving there do you remember like uh i i remember we had a call like our lead the lady that runs these apartments to like try to let kirsten into oh yeah cause and we- i was just like my dad, like, I think she was coming down. And I'm like, my dad's dying. Like, she yeah. needs to get in. Like, yeah. I just remember being so agitated and, like, right. so frustrated and confused. And there's just so many. It's like time just kind of stood still. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember, like, n- I've never cried that hard in my life. Yeah. And then we get to the hospital. And then that's, like, a whole nother thing. So we, like, get in there. Yeah. And then we couldn't find my mom and Jamie because they were in another meeting. Right. And then we ended up finding them. And then they're sitting down already with the life share, life share, which is donating like your organs yeah. and stuff. And so that's the first thing I see basically when yeah. I get in there. And I'm just like. And they're like asking you all these questions yeah. and you have to sign all this paperwork. It's yeah. like, what? Like what's happening? Yeah. And it was just so sad. Mm-hmm. And like, I just. It, everything was just happening so fast. Yeah. And then I just remember sitting in that room just so sad. Yeah. And then we... And you hadn't even seen him yet. No. But we were in there for a while. And yeah. I didn't want to go see him still. Right. But then... You're still like unsure. And then finally I got up the courage to like walk to outside of his room. Yeah. And then I couldn't do it. And I just like... I remember walking back and forth, back and forth in the hallway. Yeah. Just like trying do to... Do you remember like what in your brain or whatever like how how did you get yourself to like go in i think uh i think it was that there's a guy nurse that was working yeah and he just like hugged me nice 
I kind of remember that too, yeah. but I don't remember at he what point. He was just like a random, like he wasn't even helping my dad. Like yeah, he was just, he walk- just like knew what was going yeah, on. Yeah. And that's going to make me cry right now. Oh. <laughs> but he just like hugged me. And I think, I don't even know what he said, but he's just like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You know? And then I think I just kind of got the courage to go in. It took a hot second. Mm-hmm. Did you go in first? Yeah, I did. So I think that helped too. Like you went in first. Yeah. But And then I went in, not when you were there. Right. You went in and then you came out and yeah. then you're like, it's okay. I think I just didn't want to see him like, let's say he looked deformed. Yeah. I think like in like, your head you think it's a lot scarier like obviously it's awful but i think in your head you think it's a lot scarier than it is but it's all it's like very traumatic but it's not like their smashed face and like bloody and yeah he just looked like he was sleeping yeah um but then you know the nurse told me like you know if you see him twitch that's his body dying and you oh my voice cracked uh and that's just normal, mm-hmm. but he's not awake. Yeah. And I just remember being so sad about that. <laughs> um, yeah. But I go in and I see him and it looks like his his eyes are closed. He had a tube in his mouth and his hair and beard were a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just looked like he was sleeping. So I just sat there. And the first thing I remember saying to him was like, I forgive you, which is so crazy mm-hmm. because I wasn't even think. You know what I mean? I wasn't coming in thinking like yeah anything. Mm-hmm. I just remember walking in and being like, "I forgive you." Yeah. And I was afraid to touch him, mm. but the nurse is like, "Of course you can." Yeah. So I ended up holding his hand, and then. Um, Do you uh, remember what that felt like for you, holding his hand? Yeah, yeah, because it's like, I mean, it's my dad's hand. Like, I I like, it has, like, a feeling, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if you held your dad's hand, like, you know yeah. what his hand feels like. Right. And, like, I just remember, and it wasn't cold because mm-hmm. he was, like, under blankets. And so, like, his body, like, he, his, he was gone, but he was still, like, he was brain dead. Yeah. Or I don't know exactly what that was because he was, like. He was on life support. Life support, yeah, yeah. So he was like alive, but not. Yeah. Um, But I remember holding his hand. And then I asked you to take a photo of that. Right. I remember that. Because <laughs> I just like want, I'm glad you did. Yeah. Because I really am thankful I had that photo or I have that photo. And then I just remember being in there for maybe like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they like had to come in, the nurses and doctors had to do something. Yeah. And they were kicking me out. Yeah, I don't remember what they had to do, but yeah, yeah I do remember like, that. Apparently, something right then and there they had yeah. to do, which I feel like is really annoying. I know. It's like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so this was all May 31st. Yeah. And your dad wasn't even, like, declared dead yet. Yeah. So, I know, like, us being at the hospital after you had seen him and just during that process of seeing him, like... I had never seen you cry so hard or so much. And like, I was really emotional as well, obviously. And it was just crazy. But then we had to like leave the hospital. Like we didn't stay there. Yeah. So like, how was that process the next? Like it was like two days. Yeah. Before. 
He was like declared dead. No, he died the next day. He oh, d- yeah, it he was. He died. So we left. No idea what happened after we left. Like, I think my brain just shut that off. But I remember my mom saying that she was going to go back down the next day and mm-hmm. be there with him. Mm-hmm. And then I actually don't remember how I... F- maybe she told me or the nurses called how we found out that he died. Oh, I think your mom called me and then I think you went to go do something and then when you got back or something, then I told you. What would I have gone and done? I don't remember. That's crazy. Sounds so unlike me. <laughs> yeah. But any Regardless, I remember like I was like, Oh, maybe I will go see him again. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. I, because I was decided, I decided the night before I wasn't going to, but yeah. then that day I was like, maybe I will go. And then I couldn't because he yeah. died. Um, How was that? You know, after the 31st, and then, you know, like I think it was like the middle of the night on the first is when he died. Like mm-hmm. it was before like morning. Yeah. Morning, morning. Um, He, everything is kind of a blur. Yeah. The next like few weeks is like, what I've learned is called grief brain, uh-huh. like brain fog. Yeah, like fog. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just remember being really numb and really sad mm-hmm. because on top of try, trying to like process all this, there's a lot of other stuff going on with money stuff and his stuff. Oh, and right. Just things that, like, a lot of like loosen, but things that like no one should have to go through ever mm-hmm. in this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, really jacked up, shady things. Yeah, were happening, and I felt like for those first few weeks, I wasn't even given an opportunity to grieve. Yeah, because I was working on all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. There was nothing that was set up or prepared mm-hmm. for if he was going to pass. Yeah. Um. But one thing I do want to say is kind of what happened. So he lives down south in San Diego and he was living in like kind of like a sober living home, but not because they did an awful job at um, making sure that they were sober. And they, am I allowed to say that? I don't really care. Oh, whatever. <laughs> You're not naming any names. Yeah. And if there is a lawyer listening, then let's talk. <sighs> they basically, he had a ex-girlfriend living in that home. I'm doing the whole story. Oh, wow. Okay. Buckle so up. <laughs> he, he lived in the, this house for a few years. He had an ex-girlfriend named Veronica, who they were together for like two years in that house. They met there, and they were sober together in that home, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then she dies of an asthma attack in the house. And then, like, a few months, and then, then that was November of 2018, or December yeah. of 2018. I think it was, like, around Thanksgiving time. Yeah. And then that's when him and I got really close. I called him every single day. I went and saw him a lot. Yeah. Because that's really sad, and I felt so bad for him because that was, like, his partner. Right. I do remember that. And that's when, like, we were spending so much time together talking, mm-hmm. talking. And then it went from, like, talking every day, the, every other day to yeah. a few times a week. To We just kind of got less and less. And then it, I find out that 
he like got a new girlfriend mm-hmm. who was like significantly older and mm-hmm. sketchy and a drunk and just yeah. all bad news. Totally. And then basically, be- I mean, I'm not blaming her, but he started drinking again mm-hmm. and they would go out and just drink all night and just like all these stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. So come to it that he calls me on Mother's Day when we're doing that event. Yeah. Which was May, middle of May. 2019. 2019. And that was the last, one of the last times I talked to him. Yeah. And he was just saying that he wants to like be with her, blah, blah, blah. And then fast forward like a week or two, then, you know, we've been texting and talked to him a little bit, but then he calls me on a Wednesday, I want to say. It was like a Tuesday or Wednesday. And then we kept on trying to call each other back and forth because I have really bad service in here. Mm-hmm. So I ended up just texting him like, hey, can't hear you. Hope you're okay. Love you. Yeah. He says, love you too. And then that was like a Tuesday or Wednesday. And then that Friday yeah. is when he died. Yeah. But what it, or so what ended up happening was that night before, so I guess that Thursday night, he was he lives at the top of this hill in this house, but it's a huge hill. Mm-hmm. He was walking down the hill, no idea why, it was like nighttime, and he fell over and basically hit his head on rocks. Mm-hmm. And then it was bleeding a lot. But coincidentally, someone was looking either out the window. I don't know how, you know, yeah. all this stuff sounds sketchy. Right. But he was either looking out the window or some, sorry, someone was looking out the window or driving up the hill or something like that and saw him fall. Yeah. Which, regardless, I'm so thankful for because if they didn't do that, mm-hmm. this it would have been a totally different story. Right. But they saw him fall, call 911, mm-hmm. ambulance comes, he's like unconscious, but then in the ambulance, he, I guess, wakes up long enough for th- them to get his name mm-hmm. because he didn't have his ID on him. Right. And they got his name, and that's how they're able to find me because he mm-hmm. also used to work at Sharp Memorial Hospital. Yeah. But which is even crazier, as I have mentioned previously, he's been in and out of the hospital a couple times for other stuff, mm-hmm. and he's never been taken to Sharp Memorial. And mm-hmm. then full circle moment, yeah, he dies at Sharp Memorial, right. which is actually so crazy. It is super crazy. Um, and yeah, I think that was the end of that. So that's just kind of what happened to him. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward, all the crap's going on, but we find out that through life share, uh-huh. he was able to give his, one of his kidneys or both of his kidneys. I don't remember exactly, but I think he donated to two or three people. Yeah. And his lungs. No, I no. don't think his lungs, but I think his kidneys. Not his lungs. Not his lungs. Are you sure? Or not his liver. No, it wasn't his heart. That's what we want. I thought he, someone was going to uh, get. Yeah, I can't his remember heart. I exactly. think someone got his lungs. I'll I, have to maybe look. that's not a thing. I don't know. I Anywho. don't know either. But then people, the people that he gave them to wrote letters to me, yeah, which was really nice. Yeah, that was nice. super cool. And there's one that was like, thanks. And then there's one that was like really yeah. thoughtful and really nice. And I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that was super cool. Um, So yeah, that's kind of just been the story of that Mm -hmm. i don't want to go into all the chaos that happened afterwards Mm -hmm. but the another good thing that happened was i mean i didn't have any money and i just asked 
you know, friends and family and made a little GoFundMe of just yeah. like, hey, I personally would really like to have my dad buried, cremated, whatever, but a spot that I can go to at the local cemetery. Right. And people plus um, like a local church helped yeah. fund that. Which is super cool. Super cool. Because we had nothing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thankful for eternity that I'm able to go somewhere and yeah. see him. Yeah. Because people are like, well, why don't you just scatter his ashes here or over right. here? Or why don't you just keep him in an urn? But it's like, that's yeah. not what I wanted. It's a personal choice. Yeah. I wanted to be able to go somewhere mm -hmm. and see. Yeah. And I'm really grateful that I did that. Yeah. So the grieving process at the very beginning was very foggy, very Super sad, foggy. very yeah. emotional. Yeah. How was it kind of like in the middle grieving process and then how is it now? I mean, I guess like the next few months, I mean, what I went back to work, the I have no idea, but a week or two after. Mm -hmm. That's hard, especially when people know. Yeah. And it's and it's part of the reason why I started all this. Mm -hmm. Um I guess I'll I want to go into that too because there's certain people. Um but in that middle time I'm just like a hot mess, right? Yeah. I see photos. It took me forever to listen to voicemails. Yeah. And I think it was just the voicemails. Yeah, you looked at photos pretty, pretty early. frequently yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. It's hard though. Yeah. Um for sure. But there is one person in particular that I was back to work and uh his name is Miles and he came in and he's just like I just want you to know basically I'm here to talk if you ever need. My dad died too. Yeah. And I just had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like it that it was the start of everything. Why this exists, why I do what I do, is all because of him. He, we ended up going to lunch, and he said this one thing that's just like, you know, we're all part of this club that no one wants to be in. Mm -hmm. And then it just shifted my perspective, like how many people are grieving and how many people are hurting and not talking about it. Yeah, because it's it's gonna get me riled up, <laughs> but like so many people are are grieving and sad. And not talking about it. And it's like, so-and-so, so-and-so died. This person's husband, this person's father, this person's brother. You know what I mean? Like, all these people have died. And there's not a... It just seems like we're just supposed to take it and just, like, be sad. But not, like, yeah. have a place to share it or have a place to express how we're feeling. Yeah. And it's kind of like the sense of loneliness. Yeah. Well, it's like a part of your life now. Yeah, but w the more I do these and the more I talk to people, I realize that, oh, like everyone's just actually really sad. Yeah. And we're just not talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So fast forward. So that'll happen in June, right? And then six months is Christmas. Mm -hmm. And come Christmas time, I'm still sad. <laughs> but I realized that other people were sad too. So I was like, well what can i do and then i ended up hosting like a little grief group mm -hmm. at the coffee shop after hours for the regulars that would come in that i talked to that i learned that also lost people right so i did that and it was just really kind of awkward but kind of fun and mm -hmm. nice and it's just like 
oh, here's some people that are much older. Not much older, but <laughs> <laughs> like a bit older. There's people that are younger. There's people that are my age. You know what I mean? Like different. Yeah, journeys, different. And then yeah. like, yeah, different generation, different journeys, different person died, boy, girl. You know what I mean? Everything. But this commonality is we are all grieving around holiday time, Christmas time, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, this was really cool. And then I did another one a month later and different people came. Mm-hmm. And I did another one a month later and different people came. And then I was like, wow, this is really neat that these people feel comfortable to come and talk. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'll pause right there. There <laughs> were a couple people who I really wanted to come to this grief group. Yeah. They just work around me. People that I know because they lost someone and they're sad. But they didn't want to come. Right. Which, whatever, that's fine. But like, why don't you want to You know what I mean? In my head, I'm like, why won't you come to this? Mm -hmm. But everyone's on their own journey and that's fine. Yeah. So I was like, what's the next best thing? It's like, I can bring the conversation to them. Mm -hmm. So then I started doing these podcasts. Yeah. Which is those conversations, but one-on-one. Mm-hmm. and then taking that and then people can listen wherever they are and hopefully they can realize that they're not alone. Right. So I started doing these and then COVID happened and mm-hmm. then I can't do the grief groups in person at the coffee shop anymore, but then I moved them to online Yeah. Uh, to Zoom. And now i am also been talking and reaching out to people that what that don't live here you know what i mean so they're able to come in at any time and it's just been really really nice yeah so how how is all the like connecting with people and like the grieving process like how is that making you feel i think it's helping i think i need i need this yeah for me to help get through my grief it's like i need to be helping people Mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah i mean i think it really makes sense for you like that's like <laughs> but it's like genuine you know no, what i mean like totally. it's like i just i think the only way that i'm going to be able to keep putting one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. is the more people i can help with yeah. this i mean i know i've noticed like just a change in your persona hmm. since like just connecting more and more with people and like getting to know people's stories and yeah I think it just, it it brings you some sort of comfort, which I think is awesome. And it probably does to a lot of people, but I'm sure there is like that small group of people um, where like this isn't for them as far as like their grieving process, which is fine. Which is why I'm writing a book. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm going to reach out. All the resources. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I think it's been really cool. And it's just nice to see you like open up emotionally as well. Yeah. It's been nice. I've realized I've learned who I'm comfortable with talking with about my story. See, it's funny because here I am, like, and this is what I hope people understand. It's like, it might be a double standard and it might be hypocritical, but like, I'm asking people to open up and I'm not fully open up to everyone. You know what I mean? Like, and and that's fine. And there's people that don't want to do this because they don't feel comfortable. And it's, you know, nothing is like, like if so- a friend of mine doesn't want to share their story mm-hmm. with me or talk about it, that's fine. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's like grief is like this weird 
untouched well i know there's thousands of people <laughs> that are doing this but in my circle like yeah. in my area in my and people what you've experienced yeah there's no one really touching this mm-hmm. um and so i'm glad that i can kind of like put my toes in the water and just see what happens right yeah. like and see how this all works and i am super grateful for the a bajillion people that have written books and have done podcasts and mm-hmm. that are outspoken on grief and death. Yeah, because um, everything reaches someone. Totally. And, you know, my dream starting this podcast was that, like, one person's life can be helped. Yeah. And I've heard so many mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. And it's only been a few months, which it just makes me excited because I just want to keep going. Yeah. You know, this is... And I... One time, not one time, but the other day, someone was like, oh, like, I can totally see this blowing up and you're going to be famous one day. And it's like, literally, that makes me nauseous because <laughs> I I would love if the death of my blew up and became a whole thing. But like, I'm yeah. not the face of it. Right? right. Like, it's just I just want people to feel helped and to feel yeah. not alone and loved during all this. And it's like, I don't want to be associated with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's not it. So. You just want to bring comfort to people and make it like a normal conversation. Totally. Because it's not. Yeah. Well, not yet. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's really cool. Yeah. So you've come a long way since. Yeah. You know, and I am able to share about it and not cry. I actually haven't cried in a while. Yeah. I may. I mean, there were weeks the past month or two that I couldn't even look at his photo. Mm. And at work especially like i'll literally like turn my eyes the other way when i walk past it <laughs> i have a photo of my dad hanging up in my coffee the coffee shop i work at and today i looked at it and took a photo of it yeah um but i usually i haven't looked at it um, yeah just comes in waves right yeah yeah that's fine today's so, father's day yeah you're doing what you can trying i don't think we have reached the point or you i don't want to speak for you but like, we're not at the point where we're, like, doing something to celebrate him, you know? You're more right. on, like, kind of just thinking about it, remembering, yeah. being seldom, which yeah. is fine. Well, this today's the last day of this, like, a lot. Like, what I'm trying to say is <laughs> May 9th was his birthday. Yeah. Oh, I June see. June 1st, the day yeah. he died. And then whatever so this today is. this is, like, is. the last hurdle. Yeah. Of obstacle this season. Of, like, anniversary, right. death anniversary things. Yeah remind you yeah so excluding like christmas and stuff yeah, yeah but this is like it and for his birthday mm-hmm. i don't think i did anything no but we did make hawaiian food yeah and we cooked which i liked nice or was that the day he died i have no idea doesn't matter <laughs> one of those days we like made hawaiian food it just like cooked and he loved cooking and I like that. And then there was another one. So it's it, like you're kind of subconsciously doing things. Yeah. Well, there's another thing too. One was a Hawaiian food. And then there was another one, either his birthday or the day yeah. he died, was we made breakfast sandwiches, which he yeah. loved breakfast sandwiches. I, I remember that too, but I don't remember what date it yeah. was for. So just like making food and like, yeah, he loved making food. Every time I put mayo on bread, I think of him. <laughs> 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 um, And then... And then today was Father's Day and I worked all day. Yeah. And I don't think I like working on Father's Day, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Just like having to deal with people is yeah. hard. Yeah. And then like. Or you're not there yet. 
maybe. Yeah, yeah. This year wasn't it. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. So that's me. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I think helping people is what helps me get through it. Totally. I think there are a lot of people doing a lot of great things helping people with grief. I'm just grateful to be part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. I hope I can I hope I can keep creating avenues to help people. I hope that this, the death of my, becomes much bigger than anything I can do mm-hmm. on my own. And I hope yeah. that it can grow and that there's like, when you think of grief and death, that's a side note. People grieve in a million different ways, yeah. which are all 100% valid. It's just not my lane. This is specifically about death and grief. You know what I mean? I'm not following. People grieve over the loss of a job, over divorce, oh, sure. over losing their kids. You know yeah. what I mean? Like any of that kind of stuff, Yeah. which is 100% totally, that's yeah. real. Totally. But I just personally am tackling death and grief. Does that okay. make sense? Like just the loss so of people. people dying in different ways and how that's affecting the person. Yes. And gotcha. Yes. Because death is such a touchy topic in our culture. Yeah. But like think like in, in, I, I'm going to show how ignorant I am, but <laughs> in, for sure in Mexico, I don't know if it's in other countries as well, but I'm also going to pronounce wrong, but Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. is the day of the dead. Right. They literally have a whole holiday dedicated to celebrating the lost one. Yeah. The loss of loved ones. Mm-hmm. In Just other cultures celebrating yeah. like life and death. Yeah. And in religions, in the, I believe the Jewish tradition, someone dies and then 40 days later, I'm 100% wrong on that, but, and then <laughs> X amount of time later, they celebrate them again. Yeah. Like there's these other cultures and other and these religions and different things that celebrate death. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've mentioned this in like some of the beginning of podcasts, but yeah. this whole like Disneyland effect, right? Where we just want everything to be happy and fun. Mm-hmm. And we just like, Oh, I'm not sad or I'll just brush past it. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's, I feel like maybe the mindset, maybe in America, maybe not. I don't know. It's like the person dies you deal with the funeral arrangements. You have that memorial service. Then you move on with your life. Yeah. And no one talks about it. Yeah. Or if you are moving past that phase of like memorial service, then you just like read books by yourself. Yep. Which is fine. Totally. But like it's not like a normalized thing in our culture. Right. For sure. So it's like someone like me who's never like experienced someone like super close to me dying. It's like you have no idea what to do and you are not even exposed to like the emotions that it can bring you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you want to elaborate a bit more? Like if you are growing up in like a culture that has you exposed to like these different ways to celebrate life and death, You kind of are exposed to those like emotions and like the process. Yes. Yes. But like us not being exposed to any of that, it's like we don't know how to deal with it when it happens. Right. 
Do you know what I mean? Totally. And so. now we're in this also subculture of social media and stuff and these awful things that happen of like seeing people get killed yeah. on social media and on TV and the internet, whatever it is. Yeah. And we're so numb to it. Mm-hmm. But like, and every TV show is a murder. The top podcasts are about murder. Like we're, yeah. so, we're obsessed with death. But, but can't like a, talk. Yeah, in like in a like weird a, way. Yeah, but we can't talk about it. Yeah. But oh. hey, we are we just talked about it. I know. And we're going. I am super thankful for you and for you <laughs> wanting to do this and loving doing this. And you're going to be on every episode because Hello. so many people tell me how much they appreciate your end segments on these. That's so nice, everyone. How do you <laughs> feel about it? About which part? Doing the podcast. <laughs> I go back and forth. Like when we're just talking, like obviously it's kind of just us talking. Like it's comfortable, it's easy. Like I like listening to what you have to say and I like listening to what other people have to say when I listen to their interviews. Mm-hmm. But then like I get self-conscious or something where it's like who am I to be talking about this stuff and have people listen to what I'm saying because like I've never actually experienced it like yes I did experience it with you losing your dad and like through you um being like sympathetic and empathetic I always forget which means which but just like I haven't really gone through that myself you know so then there's like this part of me where it's like why should I even be saying anything? Well, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> darn it. Because everyone that are most people that have lost someone have someone like you, whether that's a partner yeah. or a friend or some you know someone yeah that ha- has someone close to them that lost someone but they haven't gone through it but they're trying to be there. Right. You're a different perspective. You're a different voice and that's very much needed. Yeah. And people love that nice so we're gonna keep you (laughs) whether you like it or not and for the hundred people that listen to this one day it's gonna be 50 billion wow but for now the hundred people that listen to this i believe if you think that she should be on it (laughs) just let me know let her know at ams.ay i don't know if that's right but they'll find you (laughs) <laughs> you're hilarious um i really do appreciate you doing this though and for anyone that's still listening if you are listening to this if you even listen to this today on father's day and you've lost your dad i hear you i see you i'm here to listen i'm here to talk if you want someone to talk to if you want you're more than welcome to reach out to your friends and just let them know that you're not feeling so hot today you're more than welcome to reach out to me at the death of my on instagram slide into the old dms i get them literally every single day from people from everywhere and i'm just saying that to know that it's a very normal thing for people Uh to reach out and share their stories so please do um i just want you to feel comfortable please know that you are not alone in any of this your feelings are heard and accepted and understood. If I don't know what else. <laughs> you got anything? Um 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. TTYL, I hope you like our new logo. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. Love you. Bye.